Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Boutros Golly. Sunrento. See, I, I, it looks like you've healed from the COVID. <laughs> no, I am so surprised I just pulled that shit off. I, I have been hacking and coughing, and I have had a sneezing fit going for the last hour. Like welcome. every, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes I'm sneezing. Well, then welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, where we'll tell you all of our ailments, including uh, our baseball ailments. Hi, everybody. This is Sun Ranto Show, the 13th. Most listened to Cubs podcast in Germany. I don't know if uh, you guys saw the news, but uh, we got an email today that we are in position 13 in the in the uh, category of baseball in Germany, position 17 in the UK, and then uh, wow. pulling up the rear, though, in Australia, 227th, unfortunately. So uh, 100, 141st in the United States, which is... We'll Who take. knew Australia had so many baseball podcasts? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um, so we are also brought to you by our 112 Patreon supporters. And, of course, by Blake's Tickets. Uh, Blake's the Tickets, a, a sponsor of the show, um, at the Blake Beard on Twitter. If you're looking for seats in this part of Wrigley Field, these are great seats. Ooh. Yeah. They are good seats. Third baseline. And he's like right on the aisle, and I think he's towards the top of the row, so easy in, easy out. And uh, there's Blake enjoying the game right there from his seats. But those are excellent seats, real close to the action, right behind the Cubs dugout. You can see everything from there. But notice and, uh, they are dressed like it's winter because at this time of year, that is some shade right there. Yeah, well, that he this is from opening day uh, this year, and. Um, yeah, it was it was a little chilly there, and I am joined by infield fly girl, my co-host, and also Michael Cotton, who you heard scream in your ear, and uh, also tonight is uh, because we're recapping Brewers and Reds. We've got Eric Wheelo, exalted <laughs> Brewers fan, and uh, and of course uh, Billy Devore, very both very funny comedians, and he's from the New Nasty Boys podcast, and uh, we figured we just like chop it up about the series um so um 
hashtag chance in the chat if you'd like to win. What did I do with the chance postcards? I got one here. But uh, the hashtag chance in the chat if you'd like to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me. I can't find one. Here's one. Here's one I already <laughs> – this is a filled out one. This one's going out to Anthony Hutfliss because I've, I've got it all stamped and ready and, and written out and mailed and everything. But um, so, yeah, and you could. Uh, and also, I uh, had a contest on Twitter and I figured we'd start with this. Um, we're going to give away Cubs tickets to Monday because I bought tickets to Monday. This and Monday? Then, this Monday. Wow. And, and I bought tickets to Monday. And I realized that I could not go to Monday and that I should not have bought tickets to Monday. <laughs> so instead of just, you know, selling them on some ticket app or, you know, I'm like, let me do one of those things where you, if you follow at Sunranto show, you could win uh, the, t- the ticket. So I did that and a bunch of people participated. So I'm just going to present my, uh, my, sc- I'm going to share my screen here. We're going to give this, uh, this away on this wheel of names. Um, can you see that? Not yet. No, oh, that's right. I gotta, I gotta share it. So here we go. I'm gonna share the screen here, and one of these lucky people is gonna win Cubs tickets just about now. And I don't know if that's really a prize though, right now, because this is not. This is a 500 team, wow. and it and it's cold. Uh, and the uh, the win. See, this guy deserves to win. Da Cubs man. Like da you Cubs know, he's, man. Da Cubs man. <laughs> That Cubs, man. I mean, you know that guy's been on Twitter a while. If you've got the Cubs, man, as your, as your it's, it's like our friend Cubs fan. Like, how the hell did he get Cubs fan? Like, just the first guy on Twitter. So, congratulations to Cubs, man. You win. Um, he will not be having a case of the Mondays. <laughs> no, but you you might be having a case of bronchitis after sitting in the cold, possibly pneumonia, because uh, it's it still hasn't quite warmed up yet here, but. Um, and I also wanted to point out that uh, we still have Patreon prizes. If for our nobody claimed the Patreon prizes from last time, they both said that they do not want prizes, so uh, <laughs> they are back in the the kitty. This um, is t- Terry. Give it e. to the next guy. <laughs> Terry E actually has a great idea here. Tickets to Monday. Oh. Sounds like the name of the of a Bleacher Bum band album. It may be our third album. It's a, like a third album title. Right. Yeah. But I, but I, I, I love that idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. You'll have to write a whole song for it, won't you? So, oh, yeah, Jeff Berta. I'm Cubs fan on Twitter. Yeah. One of the first ones on there. And uh, so, yeah, we are still giving away this Matt Kammerer uh, print uh, of him in front of the Venezuelan flag. And I'm going to see Matt on Friday. We're going to sit in the bleachers together and uh, freeze our butts off out there so it should be fun but let's shall we talk about this uh well let's talk about the first the brewer series because this is the order that it all happened in <laughs> billy sit tight we'll get we'll get to the the reds who spanked this one game but opening day cubs have their way with uh, marcus stroman and they they had the one inning and they they were able to to score on your quote-unquote ace in that one inning, and uh, and he, it was it was an incredible start to the year for the Cubs, and um, unfortunately, it's all gone pretty much south from there. It's <laughs> from, <laughs> from opening day, but but we could start with with the good news. Um, I mean, 
what do you guys think? I mean, tell me about your opening day experience. I know Michael and I already kind of talked about that game and stuff, but uh, were you, Eric specifically, were you like pretty tell disappointed? How bad in, you hated it. Yeah, how bad did you hate that opening day situation when we got Dansby Swanson three for four? When oh, we're, we're like, we, you got your ace out there, and and he can't handle and he can't handle the paltry Cubs lineup. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it was what thirty degrees outside for that game. It was a cold day. Chilly. It was a cold day of baseball. I'm surprised you guys didn't cancel the game. You know, due to inclement weather <laughs> which you love to do as cubs fans you're like what's that drizzle all right we'll cancel it we want a rest day uh, uh <laughs> no, they, they cancel games against the brewers when they can actually enjoy the day exactly do it on a fucking 30 no. degree day they're gonna do it in like when it's in the 70s and they can go to the lake and hang out yeah, take I, a was a, out. for me i was like all right we got corbin burns going He's pissed off because we, we, we shorted him in arbitration by $700,000 on a $10 million contract. I'm like, this dude's going to come up fired out. He's going to stick it to the Brewers. He's going to stick it to the Cubs. And then just got shellacked. And Stroman, man, he looked like he looked at the end of last season in a way. I mean, he just showed up. And the Brewers, no runs. I'm like, okay, we're just the Brewers again. We're either going to score seven or it's going to be no runs. I'm like – this sucks. This was this is a bad feeling. This is a bad way to open the season. But oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, how quickly <laughs> the tide was turned. I just want to say, guys, uh, being five and one and having the best record in the National League, sweeping the Mets, who is everybody's favorite team, uh, going into the season, it feels good right now, guys. It feels really good. Yeah, you're off to a decent start. Um, a decent start. Yeah. We're five and one with a plus twenty-two <laughs> run differential. <laughs> So it's, it's not a decent. Okay. Start. It's, a, it's a torrid start. All right, torrid. It's, it's early a, in the. It's early in the season. You know, you're just you're, you're like you're a little streaky. So it's a guy. What's two and three? Is that your record right now? Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna be two and three pretty much all year, I think, because we're canceling the rest of the games. Um, oh man! But it, you know, your fan base is off to a torrid start. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was it. Of course, I'm, I just shared, and probably a lot of you saw it that's, already. Of that's Bruce awesome. Van, did, right did you the see middle. the other angle? Oh yeah, there's no. two. Oh, it's and it's head on, and was he a shower or a grower? He was. <laughs> yeah, he was showing his barrel, man. I'll tell you that. He was a flower. We know that much. <laughs> he was, yeah, that was a lot. He was. Dude, he was. He was peeing and he was spinning around and then a security guard starts to come over. And as the security guard comes over, he turns and then the security guard's like, nope, I'm not going to be the dude who got peed on. <laughs> not you can't theory. live that down. You can't live that down at, at work. You're like, hey, yeah, you're the, you're the guy who got peed on. And that's Guys, the next 81 games. A lot, of, a lot of Brewers fans and fans from around Major League Baseball would see this as disrespect to your home stadium. But this is a rally cry for the Brewers. This is us reclaiming our stadium. This is us marking <laughs> our territory as Brewers fans. This is a like, the it's not really north anymore. It's not really north anymore. It's that <laughs> weirdly looking Italian man stepping up for the Brewers, pulling his wing dang out, and laying claim to what's properly ours. So no, building the American up. life moat. So, building so the was, American life moat. I mean, this is how you pee at Wrigley. You just hop in a trough. Everybody's seen each other's ding dong, and I mean, you're getting sprinkled on each other. I mean, what's the difference? He did it out there. You guys do it in the bathrooms. 
I'm sure there was a drain close by somewhere. <laughs> I mean, you got you got to rinse it up. But I mean, what, now that has got to be one of the drunkest crowds I've ever seen in my life up there in in Milwaukee. I've watched people fall down steps. Yeah. I've watched fist fights happen on the regular. I, I've like had to talk people out of you know fist fighting me just because I was a Cub fan. Like you know, just you know, miss, you have to redirect. I mean. Now we were, we were so drunk oh, in that geez. opening series. We had the we had the roof closed, and then we did the flyover, so nobody even saw it. <laughs> I thought that that was the That's best. True. I saw that tweeted out yeah. by Tim Britton, the Brewers' homeowner opener included a flyover of the stadium, but the roof was closed. <laughs> this is this is That's everybody like at that game a, yeah. did one of these. Beautiful, <laughs> because they just heard yeah, the noise. Beautiful. They had no idea what was happening. Thought they were That's being attacked a, by Russia. That's the most Polish thing I've ever seen happen in Milwaukee. <laughs> that's saying something because I know yeah, there's a Polish things going on. Yeah. How many um, Polish people does it take to close a roof? <laughs> I don't know. What's the population in Milwaukee? Yeah, exactly. Um, Bingo. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, I mean, but then, I mean, it was just kind of, see, I felt like the Cubs could have won that second game. And I know it was only one to nothing. It was freezing freaking cold, but Justin Steele was freaking nails in that game. And then I feel like we got Grandpa Lossied a little bit in that one. And that was when they left Assad out for the second inning. And it's fine. Like you can put out Assad for a second inning. He did that in the World Baseball Classic. Um, but my problem with the situation was it was freezing cold. So mm -hmm. he's in a warm bullpen. Then he comes out and pitches an inning, then sits in the dugout for four seconds because the, that's how long an inning is now with the pitch clock. And then, but he, he, he ices up there. So the moment he comes out and he gives up a hit, he gives up a walk. Grandpa lost. He had nobody to, to throw out there and he had nobody warmed up. And so he was just like playing a moment behind. And we, we complained about that. And we're going to talk about it later in the show. Is grandpa Ross a good manager? And m more and more, when it always feels like he's playing from behind in that situation. But then the the thing that really killed me in that game was the defensive replacement for who started in right in that game. Was it Wisdom? In uh, the Saturday game. Anyway, the defensive replacement was Miles Mass Mr. Boner, who's an <laughs> infielder. And they have him in right field, one of the toughest right fielders to play. He's never even been out there. He's brand new on the team. And they put Mr. Boner out there in right field. And he pulls up short on this ball. And I got it. I got a picture of it. It's like one, basically, as the grass is cut, it's one square away. The game was tied. He catches that ball. If he lays out, maybe catches that ball, that game remains tied. But instead, he pulls up short on it and – um I don't know. That was the game right there. Then well, honestly, it's not even laying out. Just keep running. You're close enough. Keep running. Put your glove in the air. You're going to be close enough to to catch that. Sometimes these guys lay out or they do jumps and stuff like that when they really don't need to. I think he could have just kept running on that. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I... Except so for the was... fact that he doesn't know what he's doing. So that found that freaking... Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know what he's doing out there because he's not a freaking outfielder. And he shouldn't even be on the team because there's like guys called like Patrick Wisdom that could play right, and he's already you know he's hitting really well. Mister Boner's batting under a hundred. Like there's, what? There's what, guys named Mike Talkman that can play that position. Yeah. There's, there's guys, guys. 
named Jason Maybe. Hayward who could have played the position. And oh, he's just now. he's just out there hitting dogs for LA, you know, like yep. no hey. problem. Swing fixed. I was supposed swing, to never have to hear that fixed. name again. We now have you know, a glove first center fielder instead of a glove first right fielder. <laughs> and we're paying, and for we're both paying them. them both. And we're paying them both. My big so. surprise in, in, in this series was you guys didn't boo William Contreras nearly as hard as I thought you would. And I don't know if it was different in the stadium, but it didn't sound like he got any heat from Cubs fans. And then he goes out and hits it. What's that? What? Yeah, why would we boo Why would William? we boo William? He didn't do anything. Because he's his brother. I mean, I, well, what? Your <laughs> hatred is so petty and it goes so deep. I figured you Cubs fans, I, I expected more out of your pettiness to attack the brother of a man you now hate. And then he goes out and he rips a two-run RBI single and puts us up and wins that game. I mean, maybe I'm underselling you guys in terms of, you know, how shitty you can be, you but know, I expected you, more. We, Wheelo is just like, if I don't like you, I don't like your brother, I don't you like your mother, I'll fucking exactly. burn your house down, I'll, yeah. I'll kick your cat, I'll fucking piss on your dog. Yeah, I mean... I, I was, <laughs> This is Milwaukee I, I, logic, I guess, as somebody said. But, I mean, here's the issue. I don't think Cub fans really care about this team that much. And I, I, oh, I okay. right now, I don't – I really don't – I don't think we're that into it. I, I mean, you, you look around, they, they don't have too many exciting players on the team. They haven't gotten off to the hot start the Brewers did, so people didn't just automatically get false hope. Instead, they lost a couple games that maybe they should have won. Like, uh, B- Billy, I mean, I, I feel like the Cubs, after you scored three in the first on the Reds, you're figuring you might have a good shot at that game. But no, you know, it's just like – and they were up on the Brewers, even though it was only one nothing in that second game. And then the third game of it, beautiful day, and, and – uh, Tyone just goes out there like he never pitched before and just was absolute dog crap. Then you got Merriweather at the end of the game with a, like a 75 earned run average. Can't get a freaking out. And like, you know, I, I mean, See, look, he, what are we looking yeah. at? We just got our asses handed to us at the third game of the season by you guys. And it wasn't, it was like nine to two at some point. I, I'm sitting there. My, it's my first game in the bleachers and, yeah. you, and I have to watch this crap. Merriweather's jersey. Number is 66 and he had an era higher than that yeah <laughs> so yeah it was it just was like a rough series and i was and after and after such false hope for opening day um but i do have i do have a question for you guys um you guys are are you familiar with the uh the uh saturday saturday night live sketch of like the cheeseburger 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 yeah no chips yeah. coke all right that's the best so, place on the pier, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, they so they it's the Billy Goat Tavern, and so mm-hmm. they had the Second City guys in there, um, selling Billy Goat Tavern hamburgers, I guess, with the uh, and the cheeseburger, 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 no fries, chips, and a Coke, and I'm like thinking to myself, you know, what what is there's nothing relevant. I mean, Billy Goat Tavern's a, fa- a fa- fifty years ago. It's a fifty-year-old <laughs> Saturday Night Live sketch that the couple nice. are like, "Oh, dude, the kids are gonna love this. We'll bring back this this thing that nobody remembers that much. They know uh, uh, they might know Billy Goat Tavern, but they don't even know that sketch." 
Another classic of example of Cubs fans living in the past. You know, this is just <laughs> another one. Once again. It is. Um, so the I just – go ahead, IFG. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's, it's, it's baseball in general. It's obsessed with the nostalgia, except, like, all of our people who are referring to all of these nostalgia things, like, they're all the same people who were being nostalgic 20 years ago, so now we're just being nostalgic for things that were 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wasn't here then. The, the <laughs> and, like, di- I'm already baseball old. Come on. The, the dichotomy <laughs> of the whole thing is that – we're obsessed with shit that happened 50 years ago and also children that are playing in fucking South Carolina. Yes. We nobody gives a shit about the what's happening right now on that field. Like they're just Not like whatever. Five <laughs> <laughs> games in and you've already put up the white flag, man. No, Come on. no, I'm serious. <laughs> like but it's just great. Like this, this is, is awesome. This, it's 2013 <laughs> for me, you know. Like we're coming off of a really shitty season. There's not a whole lot we're looking forward to in the near future. Like maybe a few years from now, we're gonna be competitive. Like, not I, I like how Hilo acts like this is the first time he's ever been on the show. <laughs> he's like, why are you guys distant on your team? Five. Why well, is what we do? No, I got I got everybody on here. This team five Call months it. out. I got everybody in the chat calling me petty because I you guys didn't boo William. Well, you got nothing to do at the games. You're not cheering for the team. <laughs> no, they have plenty to do. They're making they're making cup snakes. Yeah, we yeah. got we got new beer bats that we're sword fighting with. Oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are those are a bigger hit than that's happening on the field. Apparently, no, we're gonna figure, out, we're figure out bleacher beer jousts. The one thing yeah. we're not doing is pissing in the concourse. That's true. <laughs> we're reclaiming our territory. All right. Yeah. Also, be more entertaining if you were pissing in the concourse. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't. Our, the Cubs concourse way too small to do that shit. You try and piss at a Cubs concourse, and you're pissing on like eighty people. Sounds great. Put your I mind to it. I couldn't believe how much room that dude had around him in order to do that. That will not happen at Wrigley. You go down underneath, and you're around the the you know, the vendors and shit, it is fucking wall to wall. You got to get in the right side or you you won't be able to make it down the way. What, do you think that he just planned to have that much room? It happened when he pulled it <laughs> out and started peeing and parted no, the yellow sea. Like, no, I, I think in, in Milwaukee, if the Cubs aren't there, there's just always that much room. Uh, <laughs> you know... Was that opening day or just opening series? No, that was opening day. That was uh, <laughs> people. That's so were, dude, people. That's like eleven thirty in the morning. That guy got drunk at six a.m. at a bar. He took a drunk bus to the stadium, or he started in the parking lot. Probably six in, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take a piss." And there's plenty of bathrooms. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, there's like, a, is this a modern stadium? Is this yeah, a water bottle? Is he is he trying to create a TikTok video, a TikTok moment? No, he's he's letting it rip, buddy. Yeah. A little piss and, talk. And, and, which, and it doesn't make sense because he'll probably be banned for the rest of the year. And unlike you guys, we want to stick around for our game. So, yeah. really? <laughs> Only the year? Only the year. Yeah. It's not like a lifetime ban <laughs> where they put his head the shot. The guy that got tackled at the Dodger game. To remember the, anybody longer yeah. than that. The guy that got tackled during the proposal at Dodger Stadium got banned for a year. And he got tackled. He got decleated. That was a year. What's worse? <laughs> He did. That dude did. Yeah. Got his ass beat. 
unnecessary too. I thought I, I was like, he's already on the grounds. It's you know, it's like it, it, they just wanted to tackle him, like because yeah. they knew they could. So they're like, let's yeah. cream him and just, let's see how yeah. hard I can. It, but it, in that you moment, could break a guy's neck though. Right, I you know, in, in that moment, that dude was at the most docile really? he'll probably oh, yeah. ever be in his life. He's asking a woman to be his wife. He is not thinking in any way about aggression or anything. You could have just walked up and put your hand on the guy's shoulder and been like, "Sorry, yeah. dude, yeah. you're done." Yeah. Instead, <laughs> those yeah. motherfuckers went down into a three-point stance. Somebody yelled, "Ha ha!" and they yeah. fucking drilled him. He headed his ass. Well, yeah. you know they're they're in L.A., so that both of those people that's now and they're acting real. So <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, once you become an influencer like that, you got to capitalize. You know, my uh, they they form a team, and it's yeah. literally just that that guy goes out like he's on improv, and then the other dude just tackles the shit out of him. What a freaking show! Can we hire that guy to do that to Nick Madrigal so he doesn't play on oh, the boy. team anymore? <laughs> it's been like, yeah, he's, hey, yeah, yeah that security cool. guard's already on Cameo, so That's you can true. hire him. Uh, <laughs> birthday wishes. <laughs> birthday wishes, shoulder to the face. What if, they just, what if they just tackled the guy and he exploded and it was just like pink smoke and it's like, you're having a baby girl. It's a gender reveal. <laughs> <baby. laughs> and then there's and then another forest fire. Burns yeah. Down. <laughs> explodes like randy johnson's dove the other person at opening day it was like two dudes out on the concourse smoking and one guy was just talking to his buddy his hat tips back he leans and then falls right on his tuchus just complete Ooh. tank <laughs> i was like yes well we i need saw- brewers opening day there was a guy opening day, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't have the picture to bring up, but he had a, a – it was on my Twitter. He had a pretty bad fight with a sign. Um, <laughs> I, did, yes. Did you see that on my Twitter? Like, we're – it was after – and this was after the Bleacher Bum Bad show, so it must have been like 5 o'clock. Gabe was at 120. had been over for a while. And this guy just kept going. And we're just, like, sitting outside about to load our gear out, and then all of a sudden we hear – crash and there's a side like one of those sandwich board sides laying on top of this man <laughs> like <laughs> like it was like he was like tackled by the side it looked like the sided but yeah, i'm sure he just like uh you know hit it and then it fell up but he, he couldn't get up <laughs> Dude, so, like he, yeah. he couldn't get the sign off of him those signs are fairly heavy i, I mean, will say like they're yeah. made heavy so that you can't just fucking you know, run off with them. But was, was he auditioning lit. to be the drummer in the Bleacher Bum Band? Because it seemed like that might be how you guys do it. You know? Yeah, pretty much. He was just like, hey, what can you do? Yeah. Here's, that's how he's we actually, found Bleacher Jack. He, he was actually auditioning to be Bill Ingvall's roadie because here's your sign. Come on. Oh. Yeah. No. But it, it was hilarious. So so we we all go up to him and Take we're like, we're like you know, I took a picture of him because I thought it was funny, but I also was like, are you okay? Is he okay? Is he bleeding? I want to see. I don't want him to bleed out on the street and we'd have to call it a paramedic. Light foot. So, so well, she's out now. We got a new guy. But, she, she, but some guy comes up and he goes, 
you need a permit for those sandwich boards. And I was like, yo, like, <laughs> we're trying to help this man. And your concern as to whether the permit is applied for. And this is I'm a legal sandwich. This board. is a union town. This is a union city. <laughs> Do you have permits? <laughs> Are you part of IATSE? You can't touch the sign. <laughs> Are you showing it? Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Michael's showing it. That's See? dude just uh, laying underneath that sandwich board. Just fucked up. We've yeah. all been there. <laughs> oh yeah yeah um i so, I, 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 I i uh i bought a sleeping sandwich board off of amazon the other day um it's hmm. it's like heavy and you lay it on your bed and you climb under it and it's supposed to make you feel <laughs> protected it's like a my, weighted blanket my favorite thing on a sandwich board is six days after saint patrick's day and the green beer is now a dollar a draft and, <laughs> and this dude just sitting at the bar like we're getting a sweet deal life is good just not realizing how sad as fuck they are you know right. <laughs> talk so, about it here's your sign you know there you go so yeah so I, and, and we're was, bringing it back guys <laughs> we're back. bringing him out of retirement there we go bill's back baby so, any more drunk stories about these uh, this opening weekend, Billy? Was was anybody getting drunk? At you went on Tuesday. I mean, yeah, it's a little uh, less than drinking that, but the weather was better. Was when was opening day? Our opening, opening day was Thursday. Yeah, it was like Thursday traditional day. opening day. Yeah, it was great. There wasn't any. There wasn't too many messy people. Just a lot of dads and goatees by the ninth, going, "Hey, he should have choked up. He should have choked up." I'm like, all right. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you tell Will Benson, the guy who was going to go play for Duke and play basketball, to choke up. Dennis, chill. (laughs) So, uh, but this, the first game really pissed me off against the Reds because if the Cubs score six runs in a baseball game this year with the pitching we are supposed to quote-unquote have, you should mostly win those games, especially when they're against the Reds. And, like, instead they give up seven – and something that Michael had been pointing it out, pointing out on a Cubs pod, and we saw all, all spring, is that maybe Smiley's not good. Like, we He's saw not. him for two years, and, you know, maybe that was a mistake. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. This happens all the fucking time, where I say something, and mm. then, I don't know, a week or two or maybe a month later, everybody goes... Didn't somebody say something like that recently? Yeah. It's fucking, it's not. Look, I am not a baseball savant. I am not a fucking genius. But when I watch the game and I see a person that doesn't throw the ball well, I mean, I just assume that person can't throw a ball well. And then I fucking move on. Whereas everybody else is like, yeah, but did you see that it moved? 47 inches to the left and it's the the velos up and it's got this thing and it's got that thing and it's it's like yeah but x-axis on the y everybody fucking hits it so it doesn't fucking matter what (laughs) all that other stuff is ifg what do you see in the with smiley i mean it's probably too early to get him out of rotation (laughs) i mean you gotta i mean what are you who you're gonna put there instead i assad i don't know like yeah i mean i would like to but I, I, that clearly isn't the plan for one reason or another. Yeah, I, I personally liked Assad over Smiley. and But, I mean, honestly, I'm not saying dump Smiley. We've got no lefties in the pen. Zero. 
There's not a single lefty in the pen. Smiley's lefty, isn't he? I'm not fucking yeah. this up, am I? Sometimes, no, no, sometimes you, I say things that just don't make any sense. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, why don't we have a lefty in the pen when we have one on the team that obviously can't pitch well? Yeah. I mean, it was just rough. And he got a longer leash than Tyone did, who against the Brewers the day before got shelled. But uh, Grandpa Lossie just let him, left, let him out there to suffer because they, we were already losing by so much. They're like, well... We're 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 just gonna give this one up, and that's another thing that Grandpa Lossie I feel does. He's like, "Well, live to play another day," and you're like, "Dude, it's the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and like yeah. we're down by like, two, and it kills me because like we're supposed to win these. These are the games that we're like supposed to win because then we have to go see the Dodgers, and we're not the gonna Padres. win. Padres, yeah. Do we so like, what? It's particularly frustrating because like even the game that we won against the Brewers, like we didn't win that game. The Brewers lost that game. That's Thank that's you. what happened. Like, Thank you. We didn't win that game. They lost <laughs> I, it. No, I accept, I accept your apology. <laughs> no, I will say the Brewers did fuck that game up. Adames himself oh, yeah. with that he he threw that one ball away for no fucking reason. And then he was late tagging second base. He got the ball four feet away from it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what the fuck was going on there, but Adames himself fucked that whole game up. Yeah, pretty much. Because that's that's when Nico came around to score, when the ball got thrown away and everything. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All of our scoring came on defensive miscues. Well, yeah. and, and generously let, speaking. You know what, though? I, want, I don't want to fucking kill Wheelow on this. I want to spread the wealth. Because the Reds fucking sucked in the field too in the oh game that the Cubs beat the Reds. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the game I, Billy I, was at. I think honestly, that's the winning the the winning program for the Cubs. Make the other team be terrible in the field, and then you should be fine. Well, also because like Reds were just like dunking little stupid hits everywhere. Like in that first game, it's it's like the. The Cubs were hitting the ball hard, getting their hits and runs like seemingly a little bit more aggressively with like decent hits and the the Reds and they I remember them doing that to us last year too. They just like dink and dunk and like these balls are falling in and and we had a much worse defense last year and so this year it's better, but they were still doing it and still dinking and dunking because now we don't have the shift and we can't be standing there anymore, you know, out in short left field or you know. I I, I love how everybody acts like the shift's gone. So now we just have no idea where the ball's going. Yeah, exactly. No, you, <laughs> you can still put a guy there. There's no rule. Like the fucking second baseman can play three more feet to his left. If he really wants. I, yeah. I then know. as soon as the ball's hit, he can like shift on over and go over the bag. Yeah. Right. No, and I don't get I it. I don't understand. They, it's so funny how this is working right now because all of us, Every fucking rational human being was like, well, you start the the shortstop really close to second base, and as soon as they start to pitch, then everybody shifts during the pitch, and then you're right there. And everybody in baseball goes, I mean, I guess he's just got to stand where he stands, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Traditional. Tradition. Um, the, and and they always point it out, too. They, they point out every hit that would have been picked up by the shift, every announcer on every broadcast, is like that would have been an out last year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and the, the really pissed me off uh, things that wouldn't normally be outs uh, in the seven to six Monday game uh, is, you know, Patrick Wisdom gets hit right in the hand. Yeah. He's, he, he stays in the game. So it's, I guess it's not that bad. But then uh, in the, I believe it was the seventh inning uh, with three balls on him. I think the count was three and one. And runners on first and second, I believe. They had Grandpa Lossie had uh, Patrick Wisdom, one of our best power hitters, who's off to a toward start. He hit two home runs the day before in the loss against the yep. Brewers, for example. Like, that's kind of what the week that Patrick Wisdom, he had a two home run game the day before. And then the next day with the runners on, you take the bat out of his hand with the three wood count and you have him bunt. He pops it up. Pitch, pitcher catches it, I believe, or was yeah. it third baseman? <laughs> no, it was the and pitcher. It, it was might be like ever since. Do you remember the bases loaded bunt from a, a few years back? I wrote a song. So JD's got a gun. Bases loaded <laughs> bunt. Bases <laughs> yes, loaded I remember bunt, your song. I don't remember the bases loaded that bunt. That was fucking dumb. Bases loaded <laughs> bunt. Which is like the dumbest thing I could think to do is to butt with the bases loaded. Like it's pretty much like up there. As a dumb thing to do, except for first and second with your power hitter up. And Rossi was like, yeah, he's a good bunter. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. No. He's also a slugger, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, and all the and the announcers were like, well, he must be too hurt to swing. And then he comes out of his next at bat and just rips one out into yeah. right field. Yeah, and then the little fake rally that didn't work out in that game, and the Cubs end up losing seven to six. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I did not understand, and so I put that on a Grandpa Lossie. And uh, once again, you jump out to a three-run lead, and then uh, you can't do it. And then uh, yesterday's game, that just I thought that was going to be another tight one, and then it – and then the, the bullpen. Reds, yeah, the Reds bullpen. So when I came on and I said, how bad are you? are like, how bad are you going to be? It's like it just depends on the bullpen. This was an example of that. I mean – they had, you know, you had Hunter Green go three and a third on opening day. Thank God for Graham Ashcraft on Sunday going seven. Lodolo going five and a third. And you, you just got taxed. And you finally had to pay the bullpen tax and just get shelled. And when you're and sending out Ian Gabalt and Fernando Cruz again, who had already gotten shelled this season, that's what's going to happen. So it, it's a little rough, but... Well, it doesn't help that your outfielders are running into the wall instead of <laughs> making catches. Like, two yeah. different dudes. One dude running, he jumped at the end there, which I think he still had, like, another step or something. Misses oh, yeah, the TJ. Ball and, and hurts himself. And then the other guy tried to jump, and, like, I didn't realize how loose the chain link is over oh, the yeah. scoreboard over there in left field. But, like, he got kind of caught up in it. Like as he, he like he went into the fence instead of up. Yeah, but don't forget about the leaping grab he had over the left field wall in foul territory to steal an out. That was impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, well, you weren't going to lose some, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're going to shit on him, at least compliment the right spot. <laughs> well, yeah. So the, the one that really stuck in my head was the weird one because I seriously, when I watched it live. I was just super confused as to what happened because I didn't, yeah. I couldn't see it 
on that angle, I didn't understand how he didn't actually leave the ground when he jumped. Yeah, he just misread it, and then when you hit that chain link, there's about a foot and a half between that and the scoreboard, so you kind of fall in and lose all that momentum, and you fall a little bit more. And so that was his first time playing left field at Great American Ballpark, so also figuring that out. So I will cut the guy a little bit of slack. (laughs) I won't, because we're only going to see him like one other time. And so I'm just always going to point that out for that one guy that I can't remember his name right now. I'm I'm just so mad that they didn't play the game today. When they postponed it, and then when they were going to start, there was just enough time for them to get that game in. One hour and a half? Because that's all yeah, games are. The pitch clock, yeah. They could have they could have got that in yeah. with, with Strowman getting ground balls and Hunter Green getting strikeouts. Dude, that game would have been an hour fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's a shame because now they're get, they're gonna do a doubleheader in with September first, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. both of everybody's gonna be out of it. Like nobody's gonna care. Like at least right now there would have been a little hope, you know, for both teams <laughs> that like something magical could happen. But by then, like it's like it is Labor Day weekend, I'll say that much. But still, yeah. that's the most insane thing ever. It is fucking April. It's like it's April. It's like yeah. early, it's the second series. And they're like, why don't why don't we make it up in October? Why don't we do it after yeah. the season? Like, David Elliott so says play the game away. tomorrow. And well, and they didn't know that that was going to happen because the Phillies, what the Reds are going to play the Phillies, but the Phillies home opener just got moved to Friday. Yeah, so got banged. They could have played tomorrow, but instead, you know, they're not. Um, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a strange, like how this all. I mean, because here's the other thing: like we're supposed to go play the Reds. Like I was thinking about this. Usually, we're playing. We're going there three times. So the next time we play the Reds in Cincinnati is not until September. So unfortunately, you know, now it's, it's a situation where if you look at our schedule at that time, there's like one scheduled off day in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. And now it's, and now it's like, you got a double header thrown in there as well. So you're already tired. Your season's going on and then it just gets even worse. But then, um, the other thing I was thinking, and that is the complete fault of the new balance schedule is that there's just less time to make up these games. So you might, because you have more games against like if a, one of the games in Oakland gets rained out or something like that, for example, the Cubs are going to Oakland next week. They're going to have to just fly back to Oakland randomly on some <laughs> freaking Thursday in the middle of the season. Cause we're not supposed to be going to play Oakland as much as we do. We should be closer have games to make up against Milwaukee and have games to make up against the Reds where we're all kind of in a general area. That's why you have divisions that are based geographically and you it's play those very, teams the most. It's very weird to be in direct competition with a team that you see in April and September. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, they well, could be at, totally different teams. The, we'll see them two more times, but at, you know, at Wrigley and stuff, we see yeah. them four times, but not six. And it's just what we're used to, but oh, I don't like it kind of. And, well, and here and here's the other thing, Danny. You you mentioned it. The, these are geographical divisions. Cincinnati is not far from Chicago. They don't necessarily have to wait until there's a series. They could find any random off day, yeah, and just shoot down there and play a game, and then go right back to Chicago. Or you know, like it's they're they not doing seven inning double headers anymore, are they? 
That's off, right? Right. But but they act as if it's impossible to do it until we go to Cincinnati. It's like, no, there's all these other days that they might have off at the same time. Um, the only other thing I want to bring up is uh, and ask you about is Wisniewski. It wasn't the, his best start. I mean, I'm excited about this kid, but, um, you know, not the strikeouts weren't really there. It, the the over under on this one, I saw a lot of people take that. A lot of all the degenerates were doing this on Twitter, uh, taking the over on it with Wisniewski with uh, 4.5 was the strikeouts. And we're like, oh, yeah, everybody, he'll hit that easy. And then he didn't. He only had the four, and then it got taken out of the game. And um, anyway, it wasn't his best start. Yeah. But if but he got, I, gave up a couple homers. and I took the four. I was like, there's no way he's getting five. <laughs> so I took four. I, I like how Danny was like. He, he bought the hook. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and then like, I'm like, yeah, four. I got the four. Yeah, it. come on. <laughs> and then took a Vossler homer. So come on. Because you know we're all we're all locked in on the Jason Vossler experience. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, th- let me ask you too about you have a new pitch clock drinking game. Yeah, like, so it was just a a goof that we had on the pod where we were just like hobnobbing, and then it, one thing led to another. Where it's like, well, we should just make a pitch clock drinking game. So so far, what we have we've laid the groundwork where it's you have to take a sip every fifteen seconds you know, basically when the pitch clock is going, take a sip. If you miss point, you have to take another sip. You got a minute and a half to get another beer and then see how long you can survive, basically. So <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the 100 shots. Yeah, power hour. Minutes. Oh. Have you ever? Have you ever it's it's, it's, power it's, hour. It's 50 shots in a minute. Uh, one a minute, yeah. Okay, see, yeah. we we did it's it's shots of beer, so it's yep. not like insane. It's not like we're drinking Jack Daniels, but shots of beer, a hundred shots of beer in a hundred minutes, and that's really hard. Like at first, you're like, I can't believe I have to wait a whole minute for this, but by the end, you're like, it's I have to drink another I can't one already. Do it. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly what would happen with your thing. Every like fifteen seconds, holy shit! I did one of those Century Clubs in a. Red Roof Inn in my early tw- <laughs> in, in my early twenties, and we did it. We did it with Ice House beer. Remember that? I think it's Ooh, yeah, Ice House. House. It is yeah. five yeah. and a half percent, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's why you so, bought it. Yep, it is why I bought it. And and uh, so we're like, oh, let's do this Century Club with Ice House. Like that was a good idea. Um, I well, I pretty much had to spend a week's salary on fixing the table that I broke that night. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we got we got the charge on the the credit card, and for the company that I was with, it was like an acting children's theater. Yeah, yeah it's the children's theater. Children's <laughs> Shakespeare theater in uh, in Utah, of all places. We brought the beer with us, right? <laughs> we, well, you had yeah. to, yeah. So had yes, to we had four hours just to get the ice house. We did a. We did it. We did. It was a power hour, so it was sixty shots in an hour. We did them back to back with. Uh, Milwaukee's best ice, which is even worse. <laughs> we call that the the beast, beast ice. Yeah, and, ice. and then our phone rang. We we're up up north. Uh, we we're in like juniors in high school, and we did two hours straight. And the phone rang, and it was the owner of the bar. He's like, "Hey boys, it's your last night. You coming in?" We ended up getting shit canned, fucking, <laughs> and to we ended up flipping a car into a ditch. We all win. <laughs> 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 like, the we survived is because we packed. There's nine of us in this car, and 
it, and you know, so just like go, a, don't do power hours. Don't yeah, do that for clubs. For it's like so youngsters out yeah. there who are listening to this podcast. Let me explain something Learn about from the me. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> First off, all beer sucked. So as soon as we had ice beer, yeah. we all started drinking it because it was stronger. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, putting nine people in a car with a drunk driver was like, that was, <laughs> was Thursday. A, was, was Thursday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're, what we did. We're so, outdoors. There's no cops up here. It was just yeah. look out for the ditch and the car flip. Owner of the bar was in it. He was like a 70-year-old gay man. <laughs> and he's just like, get me out of here. And I remember we carried him out. The cars flip. We get him to the street. <laughs> And out of nowhere, just this big truck shows up, and he's like, bye, guys. And he gets in. (laughs) 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 And he takes off, right? So, like, what are we going to do? So, we're like, well, we got nine of us. We can flip the car back over. So, we flip it back out of the ditch, and we drive it home. And that's that's gumption. That's gumption, guys. I fucking love every word of that story, Eric. Thank you. That's great. Well, we... we used, to, we used to do this thing called Edward 40 hands, which <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's exactly what, yeah, Eric, yeah, you're yeah. a vet, you get it. So it's you where you, you took two 40s of Colt 45, and then you taped them to your hands, and yeah. you weren't allowed to use your hands until they were gone. Yep. I played it once, my hands were free, and then I don't remember the rest of the night until I came to, and my buddy's like, Billy! And I am standing in front of his sink with the cabinet door open, and I'm just peeing right under the sink. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> just pulling an American Life field just right in there. I was going to say, and really then standing I, it at Great yeah, American yeah. Ballpark, just pissing oh, everywhere. Going for it. And then I grabbed my buddy's sponge from the sink, and then I just started cleaning up. He's like, no, you're making it worse. <laughs> That's my mom's loofah. <laughs> Just started smelling it like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we used to do it with uh, Mickey's 40s. Because remember those? Because they'd always have like y- the y- puzzle the under the cap. The, yeah, they had the puzzle mm-hmm. under the cap. Because we're intellectual drunks in Milwaukee. Exactly. And, you know, that's, what, <laughs> that's what we like to do. But I always hated doing those because you'd be drinking and then your buddies would come up and they just hit you in the dick because you couldn't protect yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So you just, so... They just before they do it, they just go open season and then yeah. boom. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The, the, gay guy, the, the gay guy in my the bar owner in my flip car, his his hands actually had two forties in them. <laughs> and we're talking and we're talking about my ass cheeks. All right, there we go. There we yeah, go. There he is. There he is. The kids are doing the blackout rage gallons. The Borgs now. You hear about yeah. this? The yeah. Borg. Yeah, yeah I want to do one. Kids are still doing crazy shit like that. Well, can you imagine? Have you heard about this one that where they 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 take a tampon and they drop it into vodka and then they shove it up their b hole because they're into the butt stuff and they're sex positive generation. And I I I like everything you said, but you were really concerned about saying butthole. Yeah, you 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 eased us into that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eric, it can confirm. It it's pretty great. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing one right now. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. I, call it a, I call it a brown goose, actually. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, you just made getting drunk at church on Easter Sunday way easier, so I'm looking forward to it. Changing <laughs> that water to wine right up there. Catholic tradition. <laughs> 
So Let me see that risen. communion wine. Yeah. He, has wonder, he has risen up my a hole. There you go. <laughs> so I wanted to do something with you guys that <laughs> I wanted to do something with you guys that we didn't get to on the the first uh, the the first game of the the year or the first show of the year the uh, the ranter roundtable, and I wanted to do a bitch clock with you guys. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, and and so I have had some of the ranters uh, submit things that uh, are, are annoying about Cubs fans. That would be fun to put you guys on the to to give it the the bitch clock wheel a spin. I thought and, the um, would be bigger. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, well, we got everything from um, you know, think you're God's gift to baseball, living in the past. Um, mm. uh, what else we got? Uh, f- f- um, never, never right. Unearned confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Bandwagon fans blindly loyal, uh, oblivious <laughs> to the rest of the MLB. Non-Chicagoan fans, rude and cocky. We Is got Jeff off- Carlin. Jeff Garland. Garland. Oh, I'm like, Garland. Garland. I'm like the yeah, I Jeff might have Garland? written Carlin, but yeah, it's Garland. Jeff Garland. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, who wants to take the first uh, seat in the bitch clock? Uh, Eric, you want to go first? Billy? All right, let's do it. Yeah, All let's right. go. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put you here, and first I need to uh, get the uh, <laughs> give the wheel of names a spin here, and then uh, you get a do over if you don't like what you got. Okay, we have. Um, won't stop talking won't, about 2016. <laughs> oh my God. I think Wilo put this in there. Yeah, oh boy, he, he, he may have. So what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to start the bitch clock, and then you will have 60 seconds to bitch about it. So here we go. Um, is it starting? No, no, it's not working. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta uh, reshare it. Uh, live television, everybody. Isn't this exciting? <laughs> talk I'd like talk to amongst yourself. The, yeah, I'd like to bitch about how the clock doesn't work. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I'll, it, my computer's been acting so slow. It's like it's a brand new computer, but I feel like I've just pushed it too far. Um, all right, here we go. I'm uploading it right now. And uh, but no, the 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 bitch clock of of 20 won't stop talking about 2016. I mean, honestly, this might be all we have for the rest of my existence. I mean, it's not, <laughs> you know, because we're and this does not count against IFG's uh, Otani mentions, but we're not getting Otani. <laughs> He's not, you know, like they're not going to do that. Like there's nothing that they're not that team. They just aren't that team. So like. And you need somebody like that. It, you, they're not going to go for it in that way. They're going to try to piece it together like they're doing it right now with Miles, Mister Boner. Okay, let's see if we can uh, get the bitch. Five, two, Here we go. Sixty seconds to bitch. All right. All you guys want to talk about is the past in Chicago. The World Series in 2016, there is a huge theme that goes on here. What is all you talked about before that? The Bears Super Bowl in 1986. 86, 2016, 666. You're fucking devil people. You truly are. Because all you do is live in the past. And who'd you beat? The Cleveland Guardians in seven games? Look, guys, it's not only that you just good, good for you. You won the World Series. But what did you do after that? All you do is bring up Jason Hayward's victory speech. We're going to win more. And you did nothing. 
Anytime I bring up any significant ar- argument, your team sucks. The Brewers are good. It's 2016. It's 2016. You live in the past. We got to go to the future, guys. It's fucking whatever World Series. Fuck the GOAT. You're not winning another one. Enjoy living in the past, guys. <laughs> Fuck the GOAT. <laughs> Stop your bitching. Very nice. Very nice. Um, uh, I'll reshare the. Um, all right, we're back. Yeah, um, I I do love fuck the goat, and also that's my my <laughs> my five bears. Right there you there. go. Because you're right. That's the only thing we have at the Bears. But also, prior to 2016, <laughs> the NL East champs. That's all it was. No, we, we got it. We got it in there in '89. Well, right. The nineties were a bit of a wash, but yeah. But I was still, I was still celebrating eighty four. So, Billy, are, are you ready to take a, a spin of the bitch clock here? Oh, give me that bad boy! All right, let's see what we get. <laughs> you get oh, cup snake. Cup snakes. <laughs> I love the cup snake. This is going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> You want, a, you want a mulligan? Maybe, you want a mulligan? It's, maybe it's a fan mulligan. mulligan. Nobody tells right. you what you right. have We're to going say. again. We're going again. You get one mulligan. I'll take it. All right. Here we go. This is kind of the same thing. Oh, no, wait. Nope. Here, no, here we go. We think we are oh, got no, yes. to baseball. Oh, Good God. God. All right. Here we it. go. Clock, you have 60 <laughs> seconds to bitch. Okay, so y'all think you're God's gift to baseball. Okay. You think it's a gift to be the lovable losers? Okay. You think it's a gift to win one World Series in the past 1,476 years? Okay, good for you. Oh, we're just going to stand out in the bleachers, and we're just going to drink and build a snake because we just can't watch what's happening on the field because we're just God's gift to baseball. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, if you were God's gift to baseball, he would have killed you because he did the same with his only son. Come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, come on, God's gift. Really? Did he well he made you guys wander longer in the desert than his own people? Come on! God's <laughs> gift of baseball. Get the hell out of here and get out of my ballpark, you <laughs> gift. <laughs> like easter week you went biblical yes. and i loved it yeah very nice <laughs> job you. everybody thank you <laughs> yeah that was fun yeah i got i love the bitch clock so much I was, we were talking with uh johnny onomatopoeia about like turning it into an entire man on the street game show oh yeah <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah yeah really i would, would. Because there's lots of things that people like to bitch about, not just our baseball teams. There's a category after category of uh, bitchable offenses and grievances that humans may have. Um, so, well, we just uh, wasted a perfectly good hour of your time and everybody's uh, everybody's time on here. We still got more show to do. So uh, we're, we're going to take a commercial and we'll let you guys go. But thanks for coming on, uh, unless you, you want to hang out and talk about the stupid Cubs. But um, but yeah, we'll, uh, but thanks for coming on, you guys. And uh, great job on the bitch clock. And we'll do it again uh, real soon. 
Uh, well, not soon enough because we don't play each other as much anymore. Yeah, we'll <laughs> no, we'll, we'll see you next year sometime. We'll see you in August, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. So, all right. Well, uh, anyway, thanks for coming on. And uh, I guess uh, here's a commercial for uh, Patreon, which you should be a member of. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is how you do that. And uh, we'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money for tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. And welcome back to Billy DeVore, who we can't get rid of, unfortunately. No. Unfortunately, he's like, he's like, nope, I got more to say about how shitty the Cubs are. <laughs> Billy, Billy's yeah. like, it's an hour earlier there. So it's like... Or an hour later? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're an hour later there. 10 o'clock there. Like, it's getting yeah. late. Billy's yeah, I didn't have anything else on the docket. Yeah, dog. I was like, I'll listen to you guys, bitch. It warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and so, we are going to bitch about this team. You'll be able to jump right in. Yeah, we oh. will. But first, but first, show we talk about some good things that are happening on this team? We, we got some rakes, flakes, throws, and blows to get through. So. Today, I'm going to show you how to rake. So uh, Michael was busy, so I did the rakes, flakes, throws, and blows. And I got to shout out Dansby Swanson, who had three hits all of spring training. I can't believe you're about to do what you're about to do, but go ahead. But I'm not giving it to Dansby, even though he's got the highest batting average of everybody. I'm giving this this week. Ian Happ gets the raker because he's got the dong, and he took seven walks in five games. Like half of his at bats, yeah, half his at bats were walks, and he's seeing it. He's seeing it well, and when he does see it and hit it, he's nearly batting five hundred. That's not even raking though. That's just not swinging. No, but he's also swinging and getting hits as well. I mean, he's got a good batting average. He's batting like four fifty. Didn't Dansby take like three walks? Against the Reds in that yeah, game, I, I will put up some here. I'm putting up some numbers here. Are you are you okay, Billy? Yeah. So I'm great. Ian Happ, <laughs> you look like I, you, were, you had like <laughs> some some hot wings that were too hot or something there for a second. 
Oh, no, um, this is just my overall vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so Ian Happ, highest OPS on the team, 1.359. He had the one home run. He had two doubles. Uh, Dansby Swanson also had two doubles, but he had seven hits and seven walks and seven Ks. Dansby was great. Like he had four walks as well, but I'm still giving it to Ian Happ and they need to extend that man. And I don't understand. And I'm afraid he's going to go sign with Cincinnati just because he hit so well there. He really should. It's like now. Okay. We like know KB. he's from fucking close to Cincinnati or wherever the fuck he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. He went to UC. Oh, he went to UC. Oh, well, yeah. But you know how it is when kids go to college. Like, their dream is to go back to their college town. So I could totally see that happening just because he wants to fucking go and, like, still hang out at his frat house or some shit. That's, that's what Ricketts did. He, he bought the team where he used to hang out in the bleachers <laughs> meeting his wife and shit. So, I just uh, realized that IFG's cat is bigger than IFG. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, so those are my rakers. And uh, here's my here's my flakers. Well, first I'll play the the flake situation because it's actually my favorite one. I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, so I got to give this one just because I don't like him. I'm giving it to Mr. Boner, and he also flaked in the field by not diving for that ball and letting those two runs score, then the Cubs lost. I'm not saying they would have won that game, but at least Mr. Boner should have given it the old college try. He's batting .091. That's also his OBP because it was a just a single that he had. He's got no walks. He's four strikeouts and 11 at-bats. He stinks, and I don't understand why he's on this baseball team. I don't understand. Um, and then uh, the other flaker I got is Jan Gomes. Not off to a great start. One for 13. Yikes. Pretty rough. Yeah, pretty pretty rough. Only three strikeouts, though, so at least he's grounding out. One thing about Jan Gomes that's interesting is his OBP is actually lower than his batting average. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually hard to do, but he did it. <laughs> so, congratulations. Yeah, because he, he likes to do the things like, you know, uh, hit into a double play where they score a run or, you know, shit like that. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's who I got for that. And then my thrower. My hands to the Lord. Let's let's throw up our hands to the Lord, shall we? Um, I, I got to say for my starter, you got to give it to Stroh. Opening day goes out there. Tough as nails. Three hits, six innings pitched, um, eight strikeouts. Just absolutely killed it. Um, really awesome job. And then uh, out of the bullpen. It was kind of tough. I, you know, Keegan Thompson, I thought that was pretty gutsy after he came in for Smiley because Smiley didn't have it. He did 4.1 innings after that. And even though they ended up losing the game, um, you know, I thought it was a, a, he pitched really, really well. Um, I was a lie too. I, I was just going to say, I want to give a shout out to Alzali because he pitched two really good innings. He came in, gave up the single and the dong, right? Mm-hmm really bad he could have imploded but instead he got the next two strikeouts and then they pulled him for a box burger but i was actually pretty impressed maybe more impressed with the way he came back after the home run than the two innings prior and i love those those two innings where he was doing you know just killing everybody yeah 
So, um, still only only two wins on the season, though. <laughs> so it's like it's hard to it's hard to pick winners. <laughs> yeah, um, everybody got excited about the second win, and I like I like to point out if they were to keep this pace up, they'll hit sixty five wins by October first. Oh, beautiful. Ouch. <laughs> and, yeah, and then uh, here's my blower. Just put your lips together and blow. We already, we, we already talked about Drew Smiley and his now 11.57 ERA. And we also talked a little bit about Julian Merriweather, who's brought his uh, ERA down to 27. So we're all early, early numbers of the season. But, uh, yeah, those, were, those are my blowers. Everybody else was okay, I guess, you know. I mean, Boxberger and Fulmer didn't give up anything yet, so that's good. Um, but yeah, those are those are my blowers, and we already talked about them. So now I'd like to talk about whether you guys think uh, David Ross is a good manager or not. Because I, all right, when he was a catcher, and he you know won the World Series for us, which we'll never stop talking about. Um. I mean, when that, I, I thought to myself, this he's going to be a, a, a manager, and I hope he's the Cubs manager. And I, IFG, you texted me that today, too. That Absolutely. You... 100%. I was a thousand million percent sure that uh, David Ross was going to come right back and become the manager and be great at it, and that he would, you know, be part of that continuing sustained success that we were promised for years and years and years. And, uh, yeah, I'm not seeing it. No, no, can't, can't say that. Uh, so, okay. Um, we, we are tight. We're close watching this team all the time. Right. Yeah. And you know, you guys are saying like David Ross is bad manager. I wonder if, so when I'm watching it, he he's definitely not a good manager, but I wonder how right. much managing he actually gets to do. And well, I actually want to ask Billy if he has any thoughts about just how management works today. If if I'm am I a QAnon fucking freak over here saying like the front office is controlling everything or do I, or is that kind of happening in other places too? Because all I see is the Cubs and it feels like David Ross doesn't have much say in some of this stuff. No, I mean, every manager is given a card with every situation on it and they're told what to do. That's the bottom line. And it just, and it's all, and it's a, it's a bummer because then the manager just becomes the first sacrificial lamb because the front office is like, Oh, we got to get this, this heat off of us. And so they can him, but in gen, but overall it's, you know, your pitching coordinator, your front office, your AGMs, your game, your game planning assistant general manager and your general manager assembling and having them make the calls. Don't forget the baseball scientist. Yeah, it's true. The Chicago Cubs employ a baseball scientist and the run prevention coordinator. <laughs> They have one of those prevention coordinator. And it is that, you know, like at this point, the way that the, this way that managing the sport has evolved, like he's a figurehead more than anything else. And, and any 
criticism against David Ross as a manager is really criticism for the style of management that the team is up. Just like making fun of the president. Like, clearly this one person is not directly responsible for all the things that we're bitching about. But damn it, you need to point at somebody and he's the one. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. I'll yeah. point at David Ross and, and say he's not doing a good job because I, mean, I Yeah, go ahead, I, David. well I, well I, I see what David is saying in the chat here. He's learning on the job right now. And it just seems that like that motherfucker's been there for three years. For three years, yeah. yeah. And and it's been I'm you not know allowed to be bad at something bad for three at your years. Job three years in, you get well, fired. Well, the first year when he still had the quote-unquote core, it, it's the weird 2020 season. So that was the excuse. He had a 2020 year. It was a weird year. And nobody could hit. And um, it, he actually got ejected that year. Remember how like you you weren't allowed to do anything? Like You couldn't argue anymore because you would definitely be spraying them with COVID. So you couldn't <laughs> do it. So he uh, he actually got ejected that year. I forget what he did, but um, – that 34 and 26, and then every 71 and 91, 74 and 88, and then, well, two and three. We don't know what's going to happen, but like, hasn't been good, but he also hasn't had a team. So you had the COVID excuse. Now you have, uh, I don't have a team excuse, but what was your excuse for the first half of 2021 when you had a 12 game losing streak with Anthony Rizzo on your team? Like, what was your excuse that? Well, um, to be fair, they were in first for a little while during that. They were right up at the top, and then they made the mistake of throwing a no-hitter. Yeah. Um, Eric Wheeler. Not a real no-hitter, a combined no-hitter. Combined right. no-hitter. You're, you're right. Who was the catcher in that game? Wilson Contreras. Yeah. So Wilson Contreras had a no-hitter. Oh, but they got rid of his ass for no reason. Yeah, well, they got rid of his ass because I don't think David Ross liked him. And, and so instead, they got three very defensive catchers on this team. Luis Torrens, your old guy, uh, Barnhart, and then uh, Gomes. And none of them can hit. Um, we're going to do a little where are they now in a little bit. And uh, we'll talk about the difference between our catchers hitting and what Wilson Contreras is currently doing, which is um, it's early in the season, but uh, welcome back to the show, Eric. But we're we're talking about whether Ross is a good manager now. Oh I'm, boy, you want to you want to talk about ties to 2016 and just not letting go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we'll keep him around for the memories, you know. I mean, he's that bad, but you keep him around. Well, I remember why he got ejected in 2020. I think he sneezed. Mm. <laughs> The reason his mask was sideways. Yeah, you're done, brother. in your general direction. <laughs> well, his mask was sideways. He was emulating Pedro Strope. <laughs> your masks to the left. Um, yeah. So, uh, I did, uh, David says I didn't put up the first part of his comment. It's true. It's like, I agree about how we felt about Ross in 2016. Are we really surprised that someone with no professional coaching or managerial experience is not good at it? He might be good in 2030. And yeah, that is actually the other point I wanted to make is that he never rode the bus. They went and made Ryan Sandberg go manage in the minor league and like ride the bus everywhere. And then they were like, ah, he's not a very good manager. Um, let's just give him this like um, hair club weed, weed smoking job. Well, did <laughs> so, he go to the, no, he managed the Phillies. He right? managed the Phillies and he wasn't good at it. Yeah. Right. He wasn't a good man. And it, it's just like, I mean, like Billy, you said, like, they're just feeding him all this stuff. And I don't think that's 
so unreasonable that, you know, that there'd be a lot of people making uh, at least giving you the information of how to manage a game. But in the game, like what makes me mad is that uh, like that Assad situation the other day against right. the Brewers when you, you just didn't have anybody ready. Well, it's because he has to text Jed to see if he can do it. <laughs> yeah. We all know how hard it is to get a text out of Wrigley Field. Yeah, you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, one know. of the two decisions he still gets to make, he fucks up half of them. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, Wilo, we were talking about uh, – I asked the question of Billy about whether or not the front offices are making more of the decisions now than the – actual managers and you know you're you've got a completely different team up there council's been around for a while and is generally considered to be a good manager as much as we hate to say it he seems to be able to figure it out now is he actually in charge up there and do you think a lot of the credit goes to him or is it a front office thing i think it's a bit of a mixture because the way they um got counsel into the mix as they started him in the front office and he was part of that analytics team. They wanted him to learn that side of the baseball. So it's like when the position opened up for him to take control, it was like the front office was mentoring the manager they were going to put in place. So I'd say it's a bit of a mix because he did have a long playing career. He was a great player, but a lot of the way he manages is based off the analytics and what the front office wants. Um, are you surprised that he doesn't have more of his players uh, assume the batting stance that he used? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if people don't remember Craig oh, yeah, this batting stance, he held his hands above his head when he fucking batted. And that's when he was good, and he won a World Series with the Marlins, you know? But I don't – I mean, I think with a lot of teams, it is the front office that's – pulling the strings on this shit. And some of them even have uh, owners that are making calls on this. I mean, you guys made that ac accusation just a second ago. I don't know if that's all bullshit or is Jeff sitting in fear of decisions he's making on the, on, on the field. I think we live in harmony with the Brewers. We know what we got. We know what our payroll is. We have a lot of young guys coming up that council can groom and, and, and help perform and get to that level, which he does a great job of. Same um, groom is not allowed anymore. Yeah, you're grooming. Oh, I can't say grooming. Yeah. yeah, no, we're going to get canceled. Mm -hmm. But, like, let's go yeah. down the line. Like, like, who, who, I like it. Who, I'll get a shirt yeah. that says council is a groomer. Like, no problem. <laughs> I'll, wear, I'll wear that up to Milwaukee. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but who's, like, allowed to be an old school manager these days? Like, there's the Buck Show Walters of the world, right? Well, and I mean, honestly, that's what I was at. That's why I wanted to ask you because, like, council to me, sort of seems like an old school manager in which he looks like he's in charge down there. But now, he's very really, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't even know the manager of the Reds. I don't either. David Bell. David Bell. Okay. Yeah. Third generation <laughs> Bell family based Cincinnati baseball icon basically got the job because of his grandpa and his great grandfather. So well, that doesn't sound too analytics driven. That's it's so, very analytics driven actually, which is crazy. Because he is, is it analytics driven because he's good at analytics or is it analytics driven because he'll just do whatever the guy above says. And that's what I'm wondering because David Ross was just I mean, didn't he worked for like ESPN for a year? 
Yeah, and then he, he and then he, he went on dancing, dancing with the, with the stars, yeah, which exactly. Where that chick <laughs> farted in his face. It, was, it really did happen on the show. He got his, he got his face. Well, that qualifies you to get the Cubs manager job is to place eighth on Dancing with the Stars. It does. <laughs> it's like, oh, place poorly and yeah. you get somebody fart in your face. Well, you're the Cubs manager. <laughs> you're, you're prepared for those long summers at Wrigley. He's going to go out on the field and take a shit, so might as well start somewhere. First, I got to go pee in the concourse. Then I got to go out to the field. Well, I got the perfect uh, next Cubs manager, though. If it's not going to be Grandpa uh, Lossie, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Yadier Molina. Should be because the Cardinals. Yeah, I like the chaos. That the would Cardinals piss off so many people simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> it really would be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say okay to that. I'm, you know, and and everybody knows I fucking hated Danny wanting Yachty to play for the Cubs. I don't want him to play for the Cubs. But you just said that, and a black cat entered the screen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Giant black yeah, cat yeah. that. Uh, somebody said in the in the chat earlier, you usually have to go to the zoo to see a cat that big. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's a coon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I fucking forgot what I was saying. But I just got cat, lost in the cast. Then, the then, then Yachty can be our manager. Yeah. Oh, Yachty, yeah. you were, you were no, flipping. I think it would be great because it would drive Cardinals fans in fucking sane. And, I mean, the manager doesn't do anything anymore. I think that's what we're talking about. So who fucking cares who's out there? You know, I'm as long as we're driving that. into Cardinals insane and fucking Jed Hoyer's up at the top telling fucking Yachty what to do, it doesn't matter. Well, I yeah, think I if can... Yachty became your manager, you'd suddenly be on board that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, which would be as no, a manager no. though, as only as, as a, a manager. manager. Yeah, yeah. 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 There, there may be other. What the fuck is going on with that cat? Um, <laughs> presenting to you, Michael. So I get. That's why I was so distracted. Walking back and forth. Well, anybody, anybody, the, anybody yeah. who listens to this show knows that when I dig in on a fucking thing, I'm there. Like fuck Yachty in the Hall of Fame. And fuck Schwarber as a DH. Like, these are things that I don't like. And until somebody... I will change my mind if you can, like, explain to me why it makes sense. But it just doesn't make sense so far. Do you think Ross was put in place to continue the push and win more World Series or to be the guy that could hold serve? Like, you had Dale Swain, remember? You guys made that run for a while. You took him him for the Brewers. He wasn't a bad manager, but they just knew that team wasn't going to be great, and they just needed a guy that could take the licks and groom it until they got to that point. And then he came in, you got Joe Madden, you won it. Well, in between, though. Yeah, uh, there's one, right? Yeah, yeah, in between, we had – God, what was that guy's name? I can't remember. He went and managed the White Sox afterwards, and then he got fired from that for La Russa. And he just was always the bridesmaid guy. He went to his interview wearing sweatpants because he had just had some (laughs) sort of surgery. So but he was do, like, yeah, do you think like Ross, sweatpants yeah. and a suit coat? And yeah, this guy here, I'm, I'm somebody's gonna, it's gonna kill me that I. Yeah, somebody help us out in the chat because yeah, um, I'm looking. Oh, no, it I was uh, 
Rick Renteria. The one year Rick Renteria. Uh, 2014. The 70, he led us to his 73 victories back in 2014. Um, yeah, so they fire Svein because uh, it wasn't going well at all. Uh, and this was like they were kind of like floundering a little bit after Pinella. Yeah. And, and, um, well, so they, Mike they, they, and they were changing ownership. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Quaddy. Quaddy. That's Mike, like Quaddy. Quaddy. <laughs> like, it was like 2010, like, 2011 or something. Yeah, everybody's saying Renteria in the chat now. Yeah, so okay. that guy, in he was supposed to be like the new school kind of dude and, you know, that he was going to lead the Cubs to the next thing. He was really great at developing all of our young players that were starting to emerge. Anthony Rizzo was just coming out and stuff. So he was supposed to be that guy. But then Madden just randomly became available. And if you remember, there was a, like kind of – the, who was it? The Rays were mad and had a grievance. No, and the there was a there was a clause in his contract loophole. that somehow if they didn't do something by like a certain date or some shit, that he would then become available, and they just fucking blew it. They just didn't realize yeah. that he was going to be available, and uh, Theo and Jed were clearly reading every fucking contract out there that they could find yeah um and then uh yeah and terry says uh ross was put in place because he's cheap and there's that too because madden was kind of expensive i mean they were paying him mm-hmm. what five five mil a year i think and you know i don't think well and, and they had to pay him for the couple of years when they got rid of him right yeah I mean, how many years were left mm-hmm. on that contract well, uh one i think one and then he has like no, four no. more with the angels. No, 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 no. He no. finished his. He, he, oh, he, did he finish he finished it? Okay. the contract. He finished yeah. out the contract because that was the thing is they we never fired him, oh. but we did. We yeah, didn't that's renew that's the contract. We did not renew the contract, but everybody. <laughs> so everybody gets mad when you're like, oh, and then they fired Madden, and there's like, no, he wasn't. He was not <laughs> renewed. I'm like. He was fucking fired because <laughs> <laughs> he went. He still was a manager, right? But for a different team, so he wanted a managing job. He just and didn't the, want. And, and that one didn't last very long either. So no. Angels. Well, he's there, one of those dudes that's kind of getting pushed out of the game for being a dude that wants to manage, and he's the guy that like invented analytics. Yeah, yeah. there's a story there that I don't know if we're ever going to get, but something happened between. Theo and Jed and Joe something happened in there because they were all together. And and like you said, Danny, like Joe Madden was an analytics guy before analytics was a thing. He was shifting. He was that. I mean, that's how he made the race successful when he was there. And then he came to Chicago. I don't think he changed how he did it, but I think maybe that's when Theo and Jed wanted to go too far into the numbers and he didn't want to follow them. Well, he so. was mad in uh, with the angels because they were bringing in those, uh, all that stuff into the dugout and they were like the numbers guys, the stats guys were coming down into the dugout during the game or like oh, right yeah. before the game, <laughs> like and as tra- bad as he thought it was in Chicago. Yeah, and he's just like, no, I don't want you guys. Like, we they've got the information, we have it all written down. We know what, what our plan is, and now we're gonna go play baseball. 
with this information. And the guy's like, no, no, we got these numbers. They just came in <laughs> like, you know, hot off the presses, <laughs> you know, the, the, the lower third quadrant of this guy's strike zone is now trending. They um, that he can't hit the slider. Like, you know, some they should have just hit it at the bottom of a wine bottle. He would have read them then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, this has been my argument for like the last couple of years is that honestly, the thing that's killing baseball is not necessarily the analytics, but how they are being used during the game. Take the cards out of their pockets. Take the fucking take the take it out of the dugout. Mm -hmm. Give them all the analytics in the world. But then once they hit the field, they have to fucking remember that. And then and then the best players are the players who are both physically gifted and smart enough to understand what's happening and make the adjustments themselves. Well, I, like I see, I see IFG nodding her head. I love that. What, what are you thinking about this? No, I, I feel the same way. I think that, you know, to keep, uh, if your goal is to keep baseball interesting, you know, yeah, absolutely. Keep your sports science. I want every, I want the best athletes that science can give me. But on the field, I want, you know, the game to play out the way the game plays out. And I think that is a fantastic compromise to say, you know, yeah, you can have your, you know, heat maps and whatnot, but keep that shit in your head. Uh, there's no reason to have it, baseball shouldn't be an open book test. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that sort of analogy right there. The open book test. Joey yeah. W says, tired of money ball type shit. Oakland still sucks. <laughs> Let <laughs> managers use the data, but make decisions. And then I also love that David Elliott is, Cotton is correct, and has said this previously, which means <laughs> David's tired of me saying it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't I can read it. between the lines. I get it. Don't, don't like, bring <clears> it. <throat> yeah, yes, on. yes, we know how you feel about this, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and how about this though? Uh, just to move on from the manager topic, because I, and it's just one weekend of the season, but there's double the stolen bases uh, as last year. Hmm. Uh, those big bases are really encouraging. Wait, people. I don't. That's I don't, the biggest fucking three inches. How in the fuck did that change? It's no. World? It's not the bases. It's the step off thing. I think. I think it's yeah. Yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You're only, you're not allowed to step Two off. Two step and offs, over. and then you're pretty much guaranteed either a base or an out. So you might as well go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, also, there's a lot more home runs happening this year so far. And it's it's April. So that's kind of weird because it's that's usually more of a warm weather thing where the ball's flying out. So the, to have the first week of the year, so the speculation is again that maybe they're they're juicing that sucker again. It has nothing Absolutely. to do with the ball, Danny. It's it's global warming. It's because it's warmer everywhere that that's why it's happening. Oh wait, well, I'm sorry. I, will... I don't believe in global warming. It's the juice. If, if they would have. So you said if, juice, right? Cut the juice. Yes. Yeah. The juice is uh, loose, man. These balls are in a fucking Bronco going up the five, you know? <laughs> My balls are juice. That should be the new logo for every team. Yeah. 
just to be fair, global warming, if they would have played today in Cincinnati, it would have been 81 degrees at game time. Lord That's warm. That's, that's very warm. Uh, yeah. And storming. Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like a summer type thunderstorm you had over there today to come in. Yeah, it was gross. So, yeah. I mean, it, I can't, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, say I know if they're juicing the balls or not, but if it's anything like 2019, you had like weak hitting second baseman, like hitting 40 dogs and, you know, everybody was enjoying it kind of, but, uh, Oh, Cubby Noel writes in here for the Ross slander. He's a dunce. Should we go back? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, I do another podcast the baseball rabbit hole and I went into the baseball one of my shows and uh the numbers show that the juiced ball is so much more effective that it's it's outpacing the steroid era like back when the guys would do which I I honestly I think it's probably a little bit of both I think they're all doing something and the ball is juiced which is why it's more than the steroid era. Well, they're but, saying it's the pitch clock that the pitchers don't have as much time to mm. prepare. So they're making mistakes and uh, that's what they're, they're blaming it, which might have something to do with it. it is what, one of the things good. they were trying to. to yeah. Happen. It's not, it's not constant max effort. You know, you have to maintain it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, so I can so see that for sure. If velocities are down, um, it, and they can't shake a pitch off. Yeah, you don't have time yeah. to sit there and think about what it is you're going to throw or make sure that you and your catcher are on the same page or whatever. Like, it's, it's just everything on speed run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Manny Bachado found out today. Uh, yesterday, I think. Or was yep. it yesterday? Yeah, it was yeah, yesterday. Manny yesterday and Tim Anderson today. Need to, need to get a little. Oh, Tim Anderson <clears throat> got it today. Uh, yep. Got called out. For not being ready. Now, I will say. The thing uh, is with Tim Anderson's, though, is that, like, it should have been a ball, not a strike. Because the pitcher took too long. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't see the Tim Anderson it, one. The well, no, the Tim one, Anderson. He was totally fucking off. Like, I don't the, know what he's thinking. But the Tim Anderson, I'll have to go look at that one. So yeah. what, what did you say happened? The The pitcher was taking too long and he... With Tim Anderson, the pitcher was ready too soon. Oh. Wait, what? So he was being quick. <laughs> he was he was quick pitching. He, so like the, oh, the I pitcher see. is not supposed <laughs> to come totally set until the hitter is ready to go. And hitter was not ready to go. And it was not the hitter's time to be ready to go. So Tim Anderson should have had more time to do his thing before the pitcher did his thing. And then that didn't happen. But Tim was the one who was punished and not the pitcher. Yeah. So, see, it's confusing. And when oh, you Exactly. Say, what, well, that's what, it. And what, like, what, I, 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 mm, yeah. Well, I think there's some good umpires, which you'll see, but it does pause the game a lot. They step out and they tell the pitcher to wait because the batter wasn't set yet. And I watch a couple of games where that happened four or five times. But then there's these umps that really don't know what's going on. Even Machado, he did put his hand up. He had the right to ask for a time, but he didn't but see it. The problem with Machado is, and I don't think, maybe he didn't realize, he never stepped out of the box. He was standing like an idiot, but... Both feet were in the box. Like he never stepped out to do anything. 
But he wasn't granted time. But he was Manny Machado. He just put his hand up. He said, I'm Manny Machado. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Hey, kiss the <laughs> ring, baby. I'm, I'm... <laughs> But I, I, what I hate is like I it's, think, it's I think Manny's Manny's in in the big, mistake of not having a yeah. hundred dollar bill in that hand when he puts it up. But this is just baseball. But it's, it's like they change the rules of where we go. We play every team now because they want to see superstars. And then you have a Manny Machado who asks for a timeout. He gets thrown out of the game in the first inning. Well, we're going to throw good. our stars out. This is who we're trying mm-hmm. to see play, right? No, all- man, we got to we have to sit down Manny Machado, we have to sit down Tim Anderson, we have to sit yeah. down anybody who gets too uppity. Yeah. But that's what we came to pay. That, that's what they're claiming. That's what people are paying to see and no, that's what everybody should be see in America. That, no, that's we why are we're- here to get through this game as quickly and efficiently as possible so that we know how who gets paid what at the end of the gambling day. Yeah. Because uh, Rob Manfred hates baseball. Yes, he does. Well, he does. It. Thank you. The other thing about um, that uh, that Machado uh, play is that uh, he called the umpire a douchebag, and that actually well, is he, what got him. They from, all are. Is he wrong? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, who's the, who's the would, manager of the Padres? Would that be yeah. amazing if if they could appeal? <laughs> the the yeah. appeal was yeah. no. He is actually a douchebag. But he is a douchebag. <laughs> Held up in court. Right. Pull up his Instagram. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It's all pictures of food. He's a douchebag. Who's 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 the manager of the Padres? Uh, whoever that guy is, because um, he came out to argue. About Doug getting, Melvin. Doug Melvin. Yeah, yeah. Melvin. Melvin comes out to argue, and he's like, "He's like, come on, you can't throw my guy out of the game." And Machado's walking away, and then you see like the bad lip reading. Melvin's like, "He called me a douchebag," and, and, and goes, Mel, you know, Mel, Melvin, he just hung his head. He's like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> young, it. it was hilarious. I was like, Ooh. people don't hang their heads enough anymore. <laughs> like, but there, he was just like, oh, oh god. Oh. Uh, hardly the worst thing we've ever seen Manny Machado call an umpire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a well collection of gifts. Well, anyway. one, uh, one thing that really isn't being talked about too is that a lot of umpires quit because of the rule changes. They were like, I'm out. I'm done yeah. with this. Like one, like half of these dudes are new, so they're like asserting their dominance, like they're the new cop on the force, because you know they're just grass cops anyway. So, grass cops, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know that term. They're crabgrass. There you go. I don't know. (laughs) One of the other things I don't like about it is we, as Brewers fans, we have eighty-nine-year-old Bob Euchre, and the beauty of him. And the limited time we have with him is being able to call a long inning. And now it's yeah. he wants to tell long stories, but it's pitch, pitch, pitch. There was, I think, five pitches thrown in the inning was maybe, I want to say, a minute and a half. And it was done. And it's like we're losing something in terms of the baseball nostalgia and the Brewers history by not getting this time with an 89-year-old man. And it's disappointing to me. I hate it. As Cubs fans, I can't agree more. I mean, we have... You know, he's not 89, but I mean, we have Pat Hughes and I want to hear every single game I watch. I want to hear Pat Hughes tell me what color Ian Happ shoes are. Yeah. Like. And tell and tell stories about Ron Santo and, you know, being in the booth. And like, even if it's a story you've already heard uh, a bunch of times, you know, uh, can you imagine like. 
I but mean, on, but on the flip side of that, we don't want to hear Shambi tell Ever. his story yeah. about how he was in Payless footwear the other day. <laughs> I was eating a turkey leg while driving my Prius. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 but but no, we have a Hall of Fame broadcaster on the radio, and 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 we and we've been deprived of him for a while with everything being now um, sponsored. Yeah. Like everything to every pitch, every out, every at bat, something, everything, even the uniform descriptions are now sponsored. Um, and so they've been taking the mic out of his hands that way uh, in like making him do all these stupid ads in the middle of it, which I guess now there's I've been uh, I think I've only heard one game on the radio and I guess I didn't really clock this. But I guess we have adult diapers ads, the memory ads, and it, it's just like the demographic for radio is just getting like <laughs> It's getting yeah. ancient. It's well, when Pat said that, like, my last four words were sponsored by the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to think to yourself, baseball doesn't want their game to succeed on the radio anymore. They want that TV money, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, in fact, I think they're going to try to get rid of it. And if they can just put the TV call on the radio, I think they would do that. Some one team does that, I believe. But yeah, but you have to have a description answer. The radio call on TV is the yeah. right answer. It's yeah. not the other way around. Because yeah. you can't, I can't listen to Boog run his mouth about whatever the hell it is he's talking about because I tuned him out a year and a half ago <laughs> and, and know what's going on during the game. Yeah. No, he doesn't, he doesn't call, he doesn't call I the game. I have the faintest idea. Like I sitting in here he's, trying to wash the dishes. I got to come in here and actually look at the screen and check what's going on because <laughs> he has not mentioned a single thing that is being reflected in the scorebook. Yeah, and I I listened to my first game on the MLB app today, and I was listening to Yankees Phillies, and when they came in, it was already the second out in the top of the sixth, and I was like, "What happened?" And they just let the ads play because they're like, "Who's actually using this? Come on!" It's a terrible app, dude. It is so awful. I can stream YouTube TV in my car on long trips, but the for some reason it's buffering nonstop on that app. MLB is just it's garbage. I noticed that. Uh, yesterday, so I'm watching an illegal stream that goes through some Eastern European country and then comes back to me. Okay, and I'm five minutes ahead of the MLB. Yeah, and the other thing is like they do a really poor job with uh, just even some of the volumes too because uh mm-hmm. that you know so some will be such low volume to turn it all the way up to be able to hear it um terry e says vince gully was simulcast on radio and tv for the dodgers for like 20 years yeah, exactly i mean and there's somebody that would be we'd be suffering to not have him uh talk but and Absolutely. and what's amazing to me is that as lauded a career as vince gully had and as much as everyone universally loved him nobody thought to themselves, let's try and do that. Yeah. Let, let's try and do what Vin does and, and replicate that somewhere. Instead, they're, they're like, how about we put three put a podcast on and put, put three oh. people in the booth talking about sneakers. Oh, um, <laughs> that would, I mean, what Apple TV, what Apple TV did last year. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. God, Sunday, like Sunday, Sunday night baseball right now where they're, Trying to do the Manning cast, it is god awful. 
it's oh, terrible. Oh. Well, let's. Oh God, I so yes, the man. I like the Manning cast. It's it's yeah, that's good cool. TV. But they are trying to recreate that. It's not going well. They did the Burden Tarasi show for uh, NCAA women's basketball. They did not talk great. about the game ever, ever. They were just like they were talking about their own careers together with each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Well, and once again, you get these ex. They're they're not sportscasters. They're ex players, and there's a different. That's a different job, and they would rather just get an ex player up there for the name recognition of it. Like Cubs hired fifty of them. Uh, you know that we've we've you know that we've literally have 50 different ex players that work for the marquee network that they like roll in and out of the studio at all times and it's and they're not they're not all good because they're yep. they're not trained media people you know so anyway we gotta take another yeah and what they we, we gotta take it, a break it, though all right I'll- I was just gonna say. What you're you're I was just gonna say, like, and, and there's no consistency in it either. They're, it's a rotating cast. I mean, the Brewers have Brian Anderson, and they find like a stud talent, and they take him out of your market, and they put him on national games, or they transition him into baseball or Final Four, you know, March Madness, all that kind of stuff. So every day I go in to watch a Brewers broadcast, I don't know who's going to be there. Bill Schroeder, yeah. he's doing half the the schedule. Bob Uecker does half the schedule. There's just no consistency anymore. Because the money's yeah. not there, obviously. Obviously, yeah, the money's the not there. It as well. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't pay these guys much, and it's no. a shame because it is how we are consuming the product, and you know, it's that's like your more that's your most front facing thing you have, and they don't even uh, do it well. But anyway, we're gonna take a quick uh, uh, commercial break for sunranter.com/slash stuff, and then I'm gonna give away the Amazon prize of the month. Uh, there were quite a few. Uh, Amazon uh, entries this month, and uh, we're going to pick a winner. So we'll be right back. Stuff. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com, do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sun Ranto show by shopping through sunranto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sun Ranto Show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto Show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the Cubs and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize if some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month. And if you win, we'll send you more sunranto.com slash That address again is sunranto.com slash Okay, we are back, and we're going to give away a uh, one, one of those. Um, I don't have it right next to me right now because it's in the other room, but it's a the little Cubs guy thermos, dude, that I've been trying oh, to give yeah. away for 
all pretty much all year, but it's so cute and um, that I it's in the other room. So I don't have to show you right now, but I'm going to share my screen here real quick. And uh, we're going to pick a number on the number picker wheel. And that number will correspond to uh, a an Amazon item that was purchased. Uh, it's one through 80. There were 80 items Um ordered this last month so thank you very much to everybody that used our amazon search bar at amazon.com slash stuff let's give the number picker wheel a spinity din din it's an annoying sound oh it's a wonderful sound (laughs) (laughs) oh we're so close number 68 is the winner <laughs> just That's give it to 69 <laughs> <laughs> well it might be the same person because i think it kind of goes in order so um let's let's see which one that would be so 25 so i think it would be on this one the third one oh no no so that only goes up to 66 and then there were and some extras so six what so now i gotta do some math so this went up to so it would be the third, no, the second one on this one. That uh, oh no, that that's me. I love that's watching me. Danny do math. I know it's I'm as so good bad. as is Pat Hughes calling the game. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're gonna the next two are me, so it doesn't count. But so we're gonna give it to whoever bought the sand pad crutch tips by American Ventures. Um uh, sorry you needed crutch tips, but hey, you <laughs> You won some uh, a little Cubs thermos. So if oh, you, dude, so Bill, Bill won. I feel terrible. Oh, Bill, whoever <laughs> got yeah. this. Holy shit! How long do you need to be on crutches before you wear out the tips, and you got to go buy new ones? <laughs> well, we're gonna find out who. But I, I bet you it is uh, Bill Suggs because he had the crutches with the. Yeah. On your stairs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, if it's not Bill, just come forward and say, I'm the one with the crutch tips, and I will send you a cute Cubs thermos. Um, so we're going to do a little where are they now, and uh, it's where we get the little segment where we take a look at uh, where some of our favorite players of yesterday are. Where are they now? I feel like we need to add Willow into those pictures because he <laughs> loves when we talk about the 2016 Cubs. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about Jason Hayward, shall we? Because apparently Ooh. he's completely fixed now. And uh, Jason Hayward, uh, he homered in two straight games, so he's got two home runs on the year. And also uh, – at 112.7 miles per hour off the bat for Jason Hayward, it's his second hardest hit ball in the StatCast era. Jason Hayward. So that's where he is now. We're paying him to do that over in L.A. And and I do want to point out that we dumped Jason Hayward because he couldn't hit. And now we have – and then they immediately signed Cody Bellinger. Now, Bellinger has – Almost as many home runs as Jason Hayward. But he's also got five times the amount of at-bats. 
Yeah, well, he, yeah, he's been out there every day. Um, yeah, J- he has the one home runs, which you know, two yeah, that's half. Like almost half. the same amount as Hayward. Yeah, yeah he's. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make it sound terrible and say that Jason Hayward has hit twice as many home runs. Well, here, here's what Jay Hayes doing so far on the on the year. He's only nine at bats. He's three for three for nine. Two of them are the home it's runs. Literally better than he's ever had in a nine at bat stretch for the Cubs. Yeah. So the next one, next one I want to give you is is Wilson Contreras, and uh, the Cardinals fans aren't real happy with him. Cardinals haven't really been winning. They lost again today. And, thank God. Uh, yeah, thank <laughs> this off of Twitter. Uh, Fire Calipari or at Kentucky Drifter said, Wilson Contreras is terrible. What the fuck is he doing tonight? That's two rallies he has single-handedly ended with dumbass base running. Hashtag St. Louis cards. And, uh, you know, he does do that from time to time. Do some dumbass shit out of there on the base paths. That's- well, he's a selfish player. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say he was never taught to run properly because – Literally every third base coach just waves the Cubs in. <laughs> they just wave know, them in Willie. Wave them in Willie. Just fucking go. He he doesn't understand how that's supposed to work. So here's what Wilson's doing so far. No home runs yeah. yet, but he's six for eighteen. Uh three thirty three average. Seven twenty two OPS. So he's well, it's, did he good miss- to, it's good to see that he came back from that yeah, getting hit in the knee. From that yeah. 103 mile per hour pitch. Oh, he didn't yeah. hit again? Oh, I guess it's just not the Brewers. No, he was yeah. catching when it hit. Oh, right. <laughs> just uh, what, do you want to blame it on the Brewers or? Uh... Um, our, our catchers are doing... blaming it on the Cardinals again because right. even as a teammate, the Cardinals are hitting <laughs> Wilson Contreras. Our our catchers aren't doing quite quite as well. They're they're two for 18. Jan Gomes batting 77. And Tucker Barnhart batting 200. Oh, but what about Torrens? Torrens is the DH catcher that we have. <laughs> He's one for four. So <laughs> do that. He's got a 400 OBP. Why don't you there lead you him go. off? Um, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 not Wilson Contreras who's out there every day. So you three guys do not equal one there. And then the last guy I just want to point out, he hasn't been on the team for a while, but Kyle Schwarber. He, he, who the Cubs non tendered a couple of years ago, hit his 200th home run at Yankee Stadium, and um, but that really is all he's done this year because Schwarbs has not been hitting. He's uh, four for 26. Damn! Yeah, but do you have the homer from today too in there? Is it? Does he have three home runs now? Or yeah, just two. Okay. Okay. So, so he's at least five for 27. And he's got three home runs. And what did we see last year? Yes, Schwarber doesn't hit for a high average, but he hits for, I mean, he hits the ball hard Mm -hmm. in a long way. Yeah. So there's your, where are they now? And then uh, next, there's no game tomorrow. And uh, we're mostly going to tell you what's going to happen in this game. The preview is going to be on Cubs pod which uh, will be out before, but probably on Friday morning, uh, letting you know what's happening. Uh, was going to let you know what happened in today's game, but it got banged. And so we'll, we'll, we'll uh, just talk about the Rangers series on Cubs pod on Friday, get you, get you all up to speed on what's going to happen. But the Rangers are in first place. They uh, beat the Phillies. They swept the Phillies and they, then they lost to the Orioles. 
uh, two of three. But DeGrom pitched today, so we're not going to see him at Wrigley Field. He had 11 strikeouts, so it's a good thing that we are not seeing DeGrom. And uh, who we are seeing is, uh, looks like, Eovaldi, Nathan Eovaldi, Martin Perez, who pitched pretty well against the Phillies, and mm-hmm. then John Gray, who's now on uh, – the Rangers after years in Colorado, years, Colorado, yeah, yeah. yeah, as a Rocky, and he had seven strikeouts in six point one innings against Baltimore, but lost the game to zip. Um, and then we're throwing out there now Stroh, who's supposed to pitch today, Justin Steele, whom I I'm actually going to be hanging out with tomorrow night at Club Four Hundred. He's going to be out there, and I wrote him a a song that I'm going to end today's show with. It's a uh, Bon Jovi parody about Justin Steele, um, and that I'm going to sing for him tomorrow and then uh jamison tyone who got roughed up in his last outing uh on sunday and my in the first game i went to this year and watched him pretty much crap the bed um so yeah rangers i mean i don't really care about the rangers but i think they're pretty good this year right uh, i mean yeah i think they're yeah. a great team i mean that yeah sorry rotation is formidable and then they have a uh, simeon who's Tearing it up on that team. They Seager. also uh they picked Corey up Seager. Seager. Yep. Seager last year. They they spent like half a billion dollars last offseason. They have spent eight hundred and fifty eight million dollars in the past two free agency periods. And don't forget about Aldous Garcia. He only had a hundred RBIs last year and Nathaniel Lowe. Ooh. You know, he's a 30, 30 hundred guy. So I mean they're formidable, man, and they're only gonna get better. Yeah, really, are and you a I think the Rangers fan? Man, it's not a clause. It's not. I'm not in the closet about it at all. Right. <laughs> so, I'm I'm very open. I'm very I'm very loud and proud. Okay, I yeah, mean they, they spend yeah. money because they need to try and fill that Costco warehouse that they play in. Yeah, geez. it's it is so nice. I went in 21. It's it's gorgeous. On the inside, it might be gorgeous. On the outside, it looks like a Costco. It looks like a Weber grill. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't, you're not worried about what the outside of the grill looks like. So (laughs) you're, you're worried about how, how hot and fragrant it is inside. Oh yeah, baby. Sear them steaks. That makes me me think of uh, great American ballpark or not great uh, Miller park, hot and fragrant. There we go. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? I keep forgetting to mention. Hashtag chance in the chat. By the way, everybody keeps trying to remind me, and I keep forgetting about it. Um, so I do have a few announcements before we get out of here. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say thank you. Well, actually, Heather wanted to say thank you. We we, we raised some money for her. She's facing uh, breast cancer right now, and we try to bring everybody's awareness to that. She needed a lot of different things uh, that from her wish list, but she did uh, – write me and said, thank you so much for doing that fundraiser. A handful of listeners have donated to my free funder and all the ones who have been super, uh, have been super generous with chemo starting this week. That's extra appreciated. So, uh, we'll con- thank you. So, guys. yeah, that's so awesome. If you don't know, it's look up Heather Linington Noble on, I think it's Elaine. It's her Twitter's weird. It's Elaine full Kyle or something like that. And then, uh, but you, but you can find all the links to that there. Um, but yeah, Heather Linington Noble, thanks you. And so do I, cause it, it's, uh, it sucks that she's going through this, um, save the date, 
617 Bleacher Bum Band CD release party. You guys should be there. We're going to probably do it at Nisei Lounge. Your um, new ju- album, Tickets to Monday. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to call it Out of Left Field. Seems okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Joan in the Fire, my show that's playing at the Trapdoor Theater here in Chicago, that's uh, going for two more weeks. Uh, it's mostly sold out. So if you want to see it, you should. Um, Cause it's awesome. And then also at, uh, I want to shout out my other show that's playing right now, which features a, uh, an orgy of alien puppets at towards the end of the show. And it's definitely worth seeing. I wrote a really awesome slow jam for it. And uh, it's it, like, I, I, when I watch it, I feel so, I feel over so strange. Every night. I did. I did. I watched it multiple <laughs> times because, you know, I got to be in a lot of rehearsals and I'm watching this thing. I was like, oh my God, this is one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen in my life. So it's worth seeing. It's called I Promise Myself to Live Faster, Hell in a Handbag Productions. It is at the Chopin Theater here in Chicago and it's awesome. Uh, um, also, I announced that Rafael from Brazil is coming to town. I know some of you guys might know him from the Ranchers page. He'll be around for the Padres series. So if you ever want to meet a cool guy from Brazil, here's your chance. Um, we'll be hanging out. And uh, I want to wish happy birthday to Rachel Wazinski. That's my tie guy's girlfriend. So you know that she's got a lot of patience. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because he keeps taking his balls you think, away. You think my tie guy remembered? <laughs> <laughs> that it was his girlfriend or that it's her birthday either or i mean <laughs> we'll find out um uh, isaac cotton your son his birthday is coming up right he's on the calendar yep uh his birthday is on easter this he year. is risen he has risen. Uh, it's weird so i'm gonna give him his first bloody mary and we're gonna watch uh life uh... of brian Oh, nice. Nice. Always, <laughs> always look on the bright side of life. Do a power hour with them or the Century Club. <laughs> <laughs> with some ice house with some Milwaukee's ice. Yeah, that went, Edward, that well. Edward Bloody Hands. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> we also got birthdays for Riley, Riley Evans. <laughs> because that's exactly what a 60-year-old kid needs to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Riley Evans, happy birthday to you. John Jergovan, of course, the winner of the Cubs Caroling contest. Juan Tovar, and yes, that is the of Tovar of Tovar Snow Professionals. Um, <laughs> yes, nice. so you know, Juan Tovar, his birthday is he's in the calendar. And uh, Mike Leonard, uh, his birthday is coming up next uh, on we the day of our We haven't talked about Mike Leonard in a very long time. He used to be the Astat Master of this show. Yeah. So, and then his birthday is next Wednesday, which is also our next show. So come on by. Uh, we have, but in the meantime, we'll have Cubs pods. We'll have a uh, bunch of, uh, uh, well, that we have a couple, couple cubby blues coming your way. Michael's still working on a, uh, on a rabbit hole, I believe. I, I recorded it. My voice is crazy. I don't know. It, it'll be you don't, know, don't want to release it yet is all right i got you i mean so let's set the bar pretty high with the christmas wrap so i, I get it big shoes to fill. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that somebody appreciated the christmas wrap yeah <laughs> i'm the guy so 
Hashtag chance in the chat for your chance to win. And uh, let's do some TFCs and get the hell out of here. And then, I oh, I guess we'll go over to Discord for a little bit of time. I can't stay up too late tonight, but um, but I'll go over there for a bit, um, have a nightcap. But uh, I have uh, – actually, my TFCs were already kind of taken because uh, I put them up during the show, the one about uh, Wilson Contreras and um, also had um, – the one about the flyover, which was hilarious to me, but I, I do, I did want to point this out. This cracked me up. Uh, this is pretty funny. Did you see this uh, San Fran, San Francisco Giants hat that, that MLB uh, started to sell? Well, it was for the, to commemorate their their World Series win, I believe, in twenty fourteen or twenty twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. Uh, and it was the old English. It's a cool hat, you know, old English lettering. But they just accidentally left out an S. So it says San. No, well, well actually, it's it's. If they spelled it F R A N S I C O. So the Cisco is just Cisco, Francisco, San Francisco. I and, like the San Francisco. I like yeah. how you went that way. They should have spelled it like uh, Cisco, San Francisco, like the long song <laughs> rapper. Yeah, it, it's just really strange. But I, but what I love about it is that um, it completely sold out. Every, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, everybody's like, "I need the misprint." That's oh, hilarious, no. and they it, so now that's going to just encourage them. I was just going to gonna sell everything. Thing. We need to put out a cubes hat. Now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should. What? It doesn't say Cubs. There's an E there. There's right. a there's a company called Sandlot Goods, and they're out of Kansas City, and they put out a Chiefs hat, but it just says Chefs in the same font. So you guys can totally do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that Chefs thing was they painted that in their end zone one time, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is amazing. Wow, so funny. All right, uh, I have a TFC here. This comes from uh, Reddit Baseball Circle Jerk, which, I mean, come on. How can you not want to be a part of that? And it says, how can you not be romantic about baseball? (laughs) And it's Vlad Guerrero Jr. uh, Basically 69ing with whoever the third baseman is here. Josh Jung. Josh you know you know this? <laughs> yeah. I do. He's well he's well jung. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it's, uh, Josh Josh Junk. Well, I loved when it said how, how can you not be romantic about baseball and then I saw a lot of other uh, amazing quotes on there like uh you know, this is how Vlad Guerrero the 3rd was conceived. And mm. all sorts of wonderful things. <laughs> well, you've got third base right there, which is now the size of a king bed, so it makes sense. <laughs> it's like a it's like an old eighties water bed. <laughs> he, made it, he made it. He made it to third base with Vlad Guerrero on that slide. Oh, hey. Hey. low hanging fruit right there. Nobody got it. <laughs> nice low hanging fruit. That's what I call my jung. Hey, I was I was thinking that uh, Yelich favorited that because he's all into the ass, that ass, yeah. 
Um, I'm looking in the brand here, and I see that who uploaded the the video of is that David Ross getting thrown out? Uh, yes, yes, it is. In 2020, uh-huh. yeah, that 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 might be our our like moment of zen to take it out. I think at the end, <laughs> just to, to show that. Um, yeah, let's do that. But uh, first, let's pick pick a chance winner, shall we? There's no more TFCs, right? No. Okay. So, um, by the way, that stands for this, these flexing cubes for those uh, who uh, would, who forgot or didn't know. Okay, we're drawing a chance winner. Um, oh, wait, you can't see that. Um, here we go. It's already in the middle. Beep, 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 beep. And the winner is Joey W. Congratulations. Uh, I, I know you. You're in my phone as Joe, but you are the winner. Congratulations. <laughs> you are the winner of the chance and uh, you can win a much more special prize at the end of the year. You're you're entered to win the big chance bonanza. The Bo chance. I don't know. <laughs> I know where I'm going. With that. The Tony Danza. The Tony the Danza Bonanza. Yeah. The Tony Danza Bonanza. Did you see somebody did a breakdown? You know, in the who's the boss uh, and the, the beginning of it, because in that in that show, Tony Danza was an ex baseball player, and mm-hmm. then he comes to be. Was he a and, baseball player? Yeah, and he was an. He I was didn't a know former. That. Yeah, in the in the show, he's a former. I just baseball assumed player. he played a boxer in everything. Yeah, well, he's in in the beginning of the of the show. He's playing not on a professional team, uh, but he's rounding the bases, and he gets thrown out at home. In the in the opening segment, somebody did a like a complete breakdown of this, <laughs> this line in the plate. And I just happened to see it on Twitter. I'm like, who is doing this? Like, how is who's the boss coming back now? Like, no, no, no. We, we didn't need that. Angela. Oh, I saw I saw him in the wild on the upper west side of New York one time, and I was across the street. And I said, Field goal, kicking, garbage, picking, Philadelphia phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> what did he get? Did he throw? Did he throw up some horns? Oh no, he he, he put his head down and walked away. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Not a very like, boss move. He started crying. Yeah, <laughs> the worst role ever. I was going through a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I needed the money. Yeah. So I guess that's our show. What do you guys got to plug? Anything, Billy? You got any shows yeah, coming up? And, yeah, I actually have something very exciting to plug in the clutch related. Today we launched our partnership with the Savannah Bananas. <gasps> oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So Sweet. use the promo code, get ten percent off. And get these guys some more money and get some sweet Savannah Bananas merch. We have a really cool one. It's um, It looks like the MLB logo, but instead we just stretch the legs really long down because they, they're on stilts yeah. and when they do banana ball. So it just says banana ball underneath. It's great. There's a bunch of awesome stuff uh, on there. I think we dropped like 15 designs today. So Dude, definitely check I, that out. And of course they have this doesn't know design. what we're talking about. The Savannah Bananas are a minor league team that are also sort of like a Harlem Globetrotters type team. They play real baseball, Savannah. right? Everybody but then they also they play these other games that are just super fun. 
So they for Cubs related, they got we need more cups. They got the fly the W waffles. Uh, you got the uh, stack or die uh, cup snake. Left field sucks. Right field sucks. And my personal favorite, the fly the W Clark Wiener. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fl- fly in the W. I'm gonna also drop the link in the chat for uh, the Savannah Banana con- collections. So if you want to be one of the first to pick that up, use s- promo code Sunranto S O N R A N T O. You, you know you what? Get money off ten percent. I am gonna go ahead. I'll say right here for next month for the Patreon. Uh, you know when when you pick the big winner for the month. Yeah. Whoever wins that, let me know what size, and you're getting the Clark nuts, the 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 dick hanging out. What? You how, just want somebody to buy this? it. Fly yeah. the fly the wiener. Fly, fly the, the wiener. wiener. I'm. I assure you, we have sold some of those. Well, they're, they're they in the wild. Sell at least one more because whichever Patreon winner wins next month is going to also be able to get Dasher in their size. Ooh. Ooh. Very nice. Well, what do you got to plug, Wilo? Uh, I got our first podcast with Drink Wisconsin dropping. It's called The Sports Cocktail. You can get that on Spotify. We'll be moving to Streamer. Uh, I'll be back in May doing some shows in Milwaukee, so check out my website below me. And we got to do a Cubs game while I'm back in May, so hopefully you can see me in the bleachers. We'll uh, talk some dates, Danny, and we'll meet everybody, and you guys can throw shit at me while I sit there and try to act like I'm having fun. Well, the Brewers won't be – I mean, maybe we could no. go – now are the Cubs going up there maybe, though? Like, I'm, I'm no, looking I'll, at just come, I'll just come cheer for the Cubs with you guys. You know, I can be a good right. guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, you could come. To, how about this? Uh, May eighth, ninth, tenth. If that's if that's around the time, uh, we're playing St. Louis, and at least you can root Ooh. against them. Ooh. You know, what I mean? on. I'll wear my Brewers gear. You can wear your Cubs gear. We'll boom together, and that's something to promote. Brewers got St. Louis this weekend, and we're gonna kick the shit out of them for everybody. And and we actually hope you do. And we're going to. So uh, that's the show. I'm g- I'm gonna be singing for Justin Steele. I I was practicing the song. Decided to lay down a little video and share it with you guys. Um, so here's my copyright infringement for the night, and uh, we'll and uh, we'll we'll be back next Wednesday with another uh, Sunranto show. But thanks for hanging in there, and thanks for hanging with the show, Billy and Eric and IFG and. Michael and John boy. Good night, everybody. We'll see you over on the discord for those that practice <laughs> later. Bye. To win the game. Wearing a golden chain. Getting case. Pitching it every fifth day. Is ERA. Yeah.